I can hear out of my left ear. That should be the show tonight. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. So last night, this this week has been all about postponements. Making up postponements. Saturday I saw Ministry. They were supposed to play in San Francisco in 2021. So it was a postponement. And then another postponement. That took place, finally, last night. I said I would come and I would talk about it the next day. I have to spill some tea. I have receipts. You always have to have receipts. Isn't that right, Whitney? (sighs) So, September 18th, 2021 was supposed to be at Bill Graham Civic Auditorium, Deftones, and Gojira. So much so that I didn't go to the Aftershock the night that Gojira played. Because I figured, oh, I'll see them. Wrong. It was postponed. Here's some receipts. You know why it was postponed? I kind of have an idea, and many of us do. Is the fact that Sergio um, basically parted ways with Deftones. Because they wouldn't, because he was still a hired gun. He was a hired. He was not part of the band. He was. What can we say about that? That really pissed me off. And I'm sure now there's no Sergio Vega of Quicksand. There's no animosity. Okay. But okay, here we go. In March of 2022, it was announced that bassist Sergio Vega had left the band in early 2021. Yep. Yep. Uh, he played, I mean, think about it. He played on Diamond Eyes. He played on Noko Yokan, uh, Gore, and Ohms. So, kind of makes you think, hmm. And this is what Vega said. Vega claim, claiming he was never an official member of the band. It was just a contract basis for his tenure. Vega said he sought what he perceived as official membership and chose to leave being offered the same status as he had been since he had begun performing with the band. In 2022, in April, it was announced that Fred Sablon joined the band as a touring bassist. The band has also joined by touring guitarist Lance Jackman. So they've added some new people. Now, Vows, they are a band from Australia. They opened the show first. Interesting, very interesting um, band. A different kind of sound because you uh, you hear the soundscape and you're like, okay, where's the drummer? Well, there's no drummer. Like, okay, that's that's fascinating. And the music, music was loud. Now, after what I experienced at ministry, I. Got some uh, earplugs where you can still hear the music, and it, they were very be- beneficial. 
and it helped. You st- you can still hear the music, but you can't hear the the harmful aspects. Okay, here we go. Vows are an Australian duo based in Los Angeles. They describe their project as death pop, ex- existential angst and longing, feeding on a diet of popular culture, cinema, and advertising. Yeah, they have a good sound. And so we're going to visit all of the set list on this tour. And like I said, I'm, I'm going to spill some tea toward the end. <laughs> Uh, nothing against Deftones, but we we need to get real, and I and I like to get real. Okay. So, this was the spring tour. Okay. Now, I had seen Ministry, so I was like, okay, here we go. I wasn't sure I was going to go because I, here's the thing. I didn't want to do any more harm to my ear. And I say ear and not ears because, yeah. But then I thought, no, that's money. And I really wanted to see this tour. So vows open with the great sun, losing myself in you. And then the rest of the tracks are all unknown one by one because this is, this is, you know, those who are there fill out the set list now if we can go and reconnect the dots okay there's see there's a lot of unknown okay that's too bad that's too bad I wanted to know more now Gojira put out Fortitude last year Fortitude is such a great album I think, you know, when it comes to the Grammy, sometimes the Grammy is really bullshit. But the fact that they had been nominated, this was, I think, their third nomination for um, Amazonia. They did not win. You know who won? Dream Theater, who have been accused of lip syncing. I told you I'd bring my receipts. Hello. You want to talk about how fucked up that is? Even the Deftones were nominated and... Mastodon. Now, Mastodon and I, Deftones, I think, lost to Foo Fighters. I can understand that with what went on. All right. So, first of all, Gojira, what's great is they have this, this curtain that comes down. And they. it's almost similar to Zeppelin because you see these different um, iconic images that come up. And then, as they start to take the stage, you see a timer. Very, very few people, maybe Tool does the timer. And and I would put Gojira in the same vein as Tool. It's very, it's but it's death metal at the same time. And let's just say, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about the songs and then I'm going to, I'm going to give you another, uh, um, uh, I'm going to spill the, spill some more tea. So they open with Born for One Thing, which is, I felt they should have won a Grammy for. Because the first time I heard that, I thought, oh my god. It was so infectious. And then the way the song opens, it reminded me of Rage Against the Machines' Testify. Then they did Backbone, Stranded, Flying Whales, The Cell, Love, Terra Incognita, Serva, Grind, Another World, which I love, Levant, uh, Le, Levant Sauvage, 
<coughs> and they ended with Amazonia. For an opening act, 12 songs, and, and the Melvins did the same thing. You know, 12 songs. It's like, hey, now here's where I spell the T. I'm going to be very, very honest here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. And I've said that la- the other night. I said that this is cinematic rock. It's very cinematic. Gojira outperformed the Deftones. I did not dare say that to anyone else at the show because I knew I probably would have gotten into a fight. But And that was my own personal opinion. Now... I've talked to other people online who have all said, you are right on the money. Now, that's nothing against the Deftones. But, and I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. Uh, Let's just say, after Gojira finished, I could have just left right there. I could have just left. Because I still, I was feeling, okay, you guys Parted ways with Sergio, who was such a great bassist. A lot of the songs on Ohms are brilliant because of Sergio's bass playing, okay? Yeah, you're going to hire a, a hired replacement to fill in for him? Get fucking real. And so I was a little pissed at them for that. I thought, oh, okay, but that's band politics. Also, um... It's, it's tough when you go to a show. I've been to a Tool show, and I know, okay, I'm getting all Tool. Very rarely am I going to get the opening act. This was weird because, personally, I wouldn't put Gojira as an opening act because they should be a headliner. That's another spilling of the tea. So it was, it was kind of tough on my bank account. Not really. I'm just kidding with you. Uh, maybe for others it would be. That I had to buy t-shirts for both bands, Deftones and Gojira. They were not cheap. <sighs> but I, if, if anything, you know, because I love both bands. That was tough right there because I was like, oh, geez, they're both good. But then my brain is like, but why is Gojira opening? Okay. <laughs> well, we're going to get to that. And so I, I'm all about timing. All right. And what I don't like is when you dick you dick us around. I don't like I I'm all about timing. I just am. I hate being late to anything because that's this is really disrespectful. All right. So I was looking, I'm a nerd, I was looking at other set lists while I was there, thinking, okay, when are they going to get on the stage? With Gojira, I kind of timed it right. Now, another thing was, I was way up there. So, of course, I've got the ear earplugs in. I do a live stream for my friends of the LNC, shout out. And the guy behind me is like, oh, you're doing a live stream, that's cool. I could barely hear him, and I'm like, yeah, and you hear me kind of go, huh? Because that those that was the purpose of those earplugs. Now, I was way up there, and then these monsters start going crazy. So then it's almost like you're in a sandwich. I felt I had to like position my feet, and then carefully when I wanted to film, raise my arm so I didn't hit anybody accidentally. One girl's hair got in my way, 
So it was it was it was cramped quarters. And I thought, okay, I'm doing this for Gojira. And then my intention was when Deftones come on, I'm going to move further back. And that's what I did. I moved further back also because I was aware, all right, if this show goes over, I got to get the fuck out of here and go get my parking space. Because that's the other thing of wonderful San Francisco is that not all the parking garages are open past 11. So you have to haul ass. I I did the same thing when I saw Ministry. Ministry had one song left and I left. And that pissed me off because I was like, I paid for this, but then I got to go get the car. Okay. And then also people who are riding the BART. I totally understand that. Years ago, when I first saw Deftones, my friend and I took the BART out there. Now the BART closes at a certain time. And I remember she wanted to get merchandise and I was like, uh, we got to haul ass. We got to get to the fucking BART now. And so I felt bad for those people. We, many of us left the Deftones. They had one song left. They changed in the house of flies. Now, this was my third time seeing Deftones. I saw them, uh, first time in 2007 with the late Chi Chang. Rest in peace. Founding bassist, founding member of the Deftones. Born and raised in Stockton, California. I think he died in, uh, uh, he died in, well, he died in the San Joaquin County limits, uh, at the county hospital, I believe. He'd been in a semi-vegetative state for years. And then I saw them second time with Sergio. Uh, we miss you, Sergio. In 2010 in Modesto. That was kind of funny. They even thought it was funny. And then here we are. Third. You know, sometimes the third time is the charm. and Sometimes it's not. And I go to San Francisco and it's like, okay. Because like I said, I was debating this. I was debating this because my ear, I let my ear heal properly. And I thought, all right, you know what? I paid for this shit. I like to have fun. Let's go. And so I went. Now, I didn't take anyone with me. And here's the thing. Sometimes I love taking people to concerts. And then other times, I just want to experience that alone. And I know that people feel bad for me. and Oh, you shouldn't go by yourself. And it's like, here's the thing. Sometimes I want to be alone. Remember what Greta Garbo said? And she meant it. I want to be alone. Because sometimes I want to experience this with no chitter chatter in my ear. I want to be able to experience like a, a meal. Like a... a, 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 a f- there are certain films I'll go to see by myself. Because I don't want to hear it. I just want to focus on the movie. I want to focus on the band. (sighs) Ah, Deftones. So, the Pompeii intro begins. Or the outro. It's like, here we go. And you hear people screaming. And I was going to go to the merchandise table again to get a little something. Well, I hear people screaming. I was getting a water. And there it is. They're taking the stage. I'm way back there. I'm like, okay, great. I've got exit access. Start off with Genesis. Like, okay. All right. You see the new lineup. 
They go into rocket skates. Prayers and triangles, I thought. And, and Okay, I, I hate to do this. I hate to do this. I thought, okay, Chino, you need some vocal rest. Don't shoot me, and I'm sure there were others who agreed with me. Royal was great. Be quiet and drive far away. My summer, my own private summer, shove it. Tempest. Tempest, he really brought it. Swerve, Serve City, he brought it. Digital Bath, okay, I wasn't feeling it. Knife Party, a little. Mm. Beware, Sex Tape, Diamond Eyes, Diamond Eyes is good. Rosemary, I'd never heard live before. Bloody Cape, I thought, oh, and then Ohms. Ohms was good. Then right into engine number nine. And then right as I was getting ready to leave, they did Lovers. I didn't stay for changing the House of Flies. All right. Now. All right. Deftones. So here's a suggestion. All right. Stop dicking around and get to the stage, please. I understand shit's going down. People are nervous. Chino, I love what you did with yourself in 2010. You took care of yourself. Please do that again. Please do that again. Mainly for your voice. Okay? And I'm not being a hater because here's the thing. And and this is, this is my other spilling of the tea and dropping a receipt. Now, Maynard James Keenan of Tool, different vocalist. I get it. He had COVID twice, okay? He's got lung damage. He's 50-something years old. He is a decade older than Chino Moreno, all right? Maybe he's in a little better shape than Chino. I didn't want to say that, but come on, let's let's get real here, all right? Or as Joan Rivers said, can we talk? All right. When I saw Tool... People were people were on their edge because like Ken Maynard still do the scream because we were all aware he had had COVID twice. He did it and he brought it. He is 50. He recently had a birthday. He is 58 years old. Chino Moreno is almost 50. And he's got a strong voice. That's the thing. I'm not knocking Chino Moreno. I love the Deftones. I really do. But all the while I'm thinking, and people were probably would say to me, well, you don't understand. First of all, I do. And that's why I bring Maynard James Keenan into the mix. He is older than Chino. He had COVID twice and he took care of his voice. If you're going to go out on tour, you have to have a plan A and a plan B for your voice. That's my only gripe about the whole thing because they sounded ready, but then there were certain songs that was like, okay, all right, and people were into it, and that's where I say, with great love, that Gojira outperformed them. That's why I think Gojira really should be a headline act. Gojira were well-oiled. They were on the money. And people who said there were vocal fuck-ups, I didn't hear them. So, that's my only... I mean, the visuals for the Deftones, the lighting was great. Gojira, I felt like I was just 
I, I was being hit with sound, sonic, fire, uh, they, you know, the air and everything, the smoke. It was, it was, it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. And as, as I said to a metalhead friend of mine, I want to give him a shout out because I just think he's awesome. And it's always great to know other metalheads where it's like, okay, you know, we're not just sitting back listening to Britney Spears because I don't play that shit. All right. Um, I want to give a shout out to Mike. Mike85. Uh, for just, um, we, we were talking about it and how, and how awesome it is to be able to love these bands. Um, but I told him something and I'll tell the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast audience. You're probably going to roll your eyes, but this is my show and I can do what I want. For me, Tool, Tool, Tool really eviscerated their competition. So I would put Gojira up there with Tool and Deftones. But as in terms of a tour this year, for me... Tool has been consistent. I didn't have to worry about parking. I also want to give a shout out to Sacramento because Sacramento really doesn't fuck with you when it comes to the parking because you can leave at 1130. The the, the show is done at 1130. You can book that parking space till midnight. You're good. You're in the clear. San Francisco is not really the case because, you know, it's all about money in San Francisco and the gentrification of pushing everyone out. All the wonderful artists and brilliant musicians who have gotten the fuck pushed out of San Francisco for all the tech boom. Yeah. Talk about not getting our priorities straight. And And New York has done the same thing because you used to be able to live in the Bay Area and New York and say an artist in resident lives here and you had kind of an almost rent controlled um, aspect so that's my issue right there but um, and and for me the, there, nothing really holds a candle to that tool tour nothing maybe buddy guy because I love buddy guy and ministry you know what I want to say something interesting that ministry show despite my hearing at that aspect and Melvin's I love the Melvin's I I wanted to just say I didn't speak enough about the Melvin's the Melvin's first of all lead singer of the Melvin's they played uh, the house of Strombo Uh, shout out to George Strombolopoulos whom I just uh, always giving love and respect I'm sometimes just left speechless by um, his brilliance um And I had never, um, you know, I'd always seen interviews with the Melvins. And I'm going to give a shout out to Tristan Chone of Author and Punisher, who would talk about the Melvins and how they, you know, the way they tour. The Melvins have been around for 39 years, okay? They started out in Washington. Buzz Osborne, Dale Crover, Stephen Shane McDonald. Dale Crover also played a couple of times for Nirvana, okay? So, and Buzz knew Kurt Cobain, and they were all friends, and Buzz has said on multiple occasions that the fact that Nirvana got that big, 
he would rather still have his friend alive than to have Kurt dead and known as this rock star untouchable. So, first of all, you know what impressed me about the Melvins? Not just their their legacy and their um, staying power is that they don't talk in between their sets. A lot of bands will say, oh, this song is about this. How you doing tonight? Melvins didn't do that. Melvins put up this picture of Agnes Moorhead as Endora and just kicked the fuck in and went through this whole long song list. And I think that's when my right ear started to lose it. And then Ministry came on and it was like, Ministry to me was jarring. Al Jorgensen is 63 years old and still has it. So, and I'm going to bring this all back around to the Deftones. So with Deftones, there is a chance for Chino to kind of turn this around. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not hating on Chino. I am a big fan. I love the Deftones. He's going to be 50 next year. And as an artist, your voice is very important. Please take care of the voice. You, you still had the screams. I, I loved it. I felt it. The, the authenticity of Deftones is right there. They're a Sacramento band. It's hometown glory. It's, you know, it's the, the San Joaquin Valley. You know, and Sacramento is not too far from me. And many of us who grew up here, we all know about the Deftones and how the Deftones got big and they're now known all over the world. They are hard rock giants. And so that's why I say that out of love as a fan. I don't think they wanted to be outperformed by Gojira. But it happened. And yes, yes, many times that happens where a new thing comes around and um, swoops up the spotlight from an older, well-regarded band. And I've said this before and I said this yesterday. What I love about Deftones is album-wise, there is a consistency because they don't put out bad albums. Even when people thought Gore was a bad album, I really liked it because I thought, okay, sonically, they're consistent. They keep climbing. They don't do the same album twice. A lot of bands like to phone it in. And then the visuals, I mean, it was striking. And so that's why I love Deftones. But what I saw last night was anti uh, uh, in terms of sonics it was very anticlimactic whereas gojira gojira it's it's different that's and that's why yeah you can't really compare the two but in terms of being prepared to take the stage first of all steph stefan um brought it he's a great guitarist uh frank brought it he's a great you know keyboardist and then abe cunningham the drummer and then the new bass player he was okay and the extra guitarist and then chino chino brought it chino brought it you know the stage persona and there was stage diving and everything so it was a good show but like i said my only gripe is that if you're going to extend the show then you know those of us who have to leave early Maybe you should do it on time. 
I don't know what you were doing back. I, I, I remember seeing that video of them with Terry Date and they're recording. And I love the self-titled album. And Terry's like, we need to get working here. You guys are just playing with seeds. So I think sometimes they're distracted. Okay. <sighs> but they're a, wo- they're a well-oiled machine. I will give them that. Live at the Civic, the Bill Graham Civic Auditorium, Vows, Gojira, and Deftones. And that's, it, w- it was awesome. I mean, I left there feeling like, okay, and I, and I listened to Deftones on the way home on a low frequency because my ear, like I said, I'm, I'm still just, I don't, I don't hear any more ringing. I don't want to hear any more ringing. Okay. To tinnitus. Um, <laughs> And so, yeah, I'm thankful for the $22 that I spent on those earplugs. <laughs> hey, if you want the best, because, you know, here's the thing. If you want to buy, if you want to buy really cheap earplugs you, and you get what you pay for, okay? You want to be cheap, cheap, cheap. Then you're not going to get the sound quality that you want. And so, yeah, yeah, I shelled out 20-something bucks for those earplugs because they were high quality so I could hear the music. I'm not going to stuff tissue into my ears. I wanted to hear the music. And so it filtered it perfectly. I took them out a couple of times just to see what I was missing, and I wasn't missing much. So it was, it was amazing. And I had those things rushed. Saturday, when I came home, that's the first thing I thought. I got to get some earplugs for Monday. And so here we are. I can hear. I, you know, I, I tried doing the show on my way home and I could barely hear. That's scary when you can barely. And, and some people are like, oh, it's all fun. No, no. Because it scientifically that fucks up your equilibrium and shit. I could barely walk. I remember I got in the elevator I couldn't even hear the elevator and I thought, oh my God, I'm in hell. And then driving, it's like, okay, I, you know, you gotta, your balance and everything. I, my focus was because your main, when, when that happens, my main focus is like, okay, how do I get my hearing back? All I hear is ringing. It was really disturbing. But, you know, now, now I know if I'm going to go see ministry again, because I haven't had that problem. You know, I, I've saw Tool. Tool was in um, the Golden One Theater, our auditorium. So that's an auditorium. So the acoustics and everything. All right. And I saw Buddy Guy. Same thing. I didn't have to wear earplugs. But I think because I was so close to the stage and I was so close to ministry, I think that's what happened. And that did happen to me once before when I first saw that one shock jock. shock uh, uh, rock artist who starts with an, a Maryland. We won't mention his name because he's in deep shit. When I saw him, that same thing kind of happened to me. I couldn't hear for days. I remember my professor was like, oh, maybe you shouldn't have gone. I was like, no, no, no. It's it's for rock and roll. You know what I mean? Um, but I was 22 at the time. I'm 41 now. And, and I don't want to make that a factor. That's the other thing. When people post those memes, oh, I'm this old, I want to tell them to fuck off because you are as old as you feel. I don't I don't know what it feels like to be 41 because 
is is there a handbook for the recently 40? I don't think so. Some people have told me, oh, that this shit stops working and this falls off. And it's like, no. And so I don't like that negativity towards your calendar age. I don't really feel my best years are behind me. I feel that they are ahead of me. Probably because in some aspects, I am a late bloomer to certain aspects of life. Um, so, I, you know, I'm not jaded about certain things. And and I was I, I want to mention my friend um, Tony because she even said your enthusiasm about music is so beautiful because you just want to hear it. I said, yeah, because music doesn't talk back to you. Music doesn't tell you that you're shitless or this or that. You're, you're able to put on a record and you are released from it. This is this is what Tony said to me. She's so amazing because um, we were talking about Behemoth, whom I'm also going to see in May. And May, and um, what did she say? Okay. She says, I love your excitement when you talk about music. She said, Too bad we don't live close to each other. We'd be rocking out these shows. I agree with you right there, girl, because we would, we would party. And, and yeah, it, it was a little weird. When you go to a show by yourself, I will say this. Because I'm very aware of my surroundings. So I put my hands in my pocket so the people don't fuck with me. And they don't fuck with me. I don't talk back though. Like if someone bumps into me, because I'm not trying to get smacked in the face. I want to keep my face. Um, I don't say anything. You know. But when I'm when I'm when I'm alone, I'm very aware of my surroundings. Like, okay, that's where the exit is. And if you like, if I get a vibe that I shouldn't be in this part of the stage, I don't sit there. And that's usually where the mosh pit begins. But overall, it was it was a good show. I will say I love I love seeing the Deftones again. I really did. You guys brought it. I'm just worried about you, Chino, vocally. Okay. And then Gojira and Vows. Vows were good. Gojira. That was my first time seeing them. I hope to see them again on a tour that they headline. That would be great. You know, you got one night headlining Deftones, and then you've got another night headlining Gojira. All right? That's what I would like to see. And it's a good thing to be able to go and see these bands. And that's always the thing. People have always said, oh, I wish I would have gotten to see, and they kicked themselves. <coughs> And I'm at the point where I'm like, you know what? And that's where I believe my best years are ahead of me. It's like, okay, I, I need to make this happen. Like when Buddy Guy was touring, I said to my friend, we got to make this happen. You got to make it happen. Even Mariah Carey said that. You cannot fucking wait for that shit to come get you. Oh, here's some tickets that you really wanted. People don't do that to me. I know what I want and I know how to get it. And so when it comes to going to those shows, if I know, okay, this is what I got to do. This is what I got to shell out to go. And also, like with Tool, I talked about Tool on this show. Two, two tickets to go see Tool was $500. It was worth it. No, I didn't pay the extra to go way up front. Maybe next time I will. That's, that's really expensive to see them up front. But it's not Madonna expensive. 
I remember years ago, a friend of mine wanted to go see Madonna. And I said, no, because I refuse to see her in nosebleed. And you know how much it is to see her up close? Almost $10,000. So you better win the lottery. And so that's why I love seeing these bands is that I'm able to buy a general audience ticket, which is like $130. That's how much it cost me to go see Ministry. That's why I was so close. And Deftones, I don't remember how much it was. And Gojira, it was a general a general audience. So when you go general, you can be anywhere. And so I'm, my friend and I are going to go see Miss Sugar. Yeah. In uh, October, a beautiful Swedish band. Um, and it's a general admission ticket. So we can be anywhere. And I told him, bring the, bring the earplugs. If it's death metal, come on. Oh, so yeah, that's, it's been tiring talking about all of that. It was fun. Like I said, I can't, I had to let it simmer and let it marinate to talk about my experience last night because it was an experience. It was an experience getting there. It was an experience getting in and it was an experience leaving. All right. And I know many people have said to me, oh, but a concert is a social event. Yes. But if you're going to get back on the road after having too many drinks and, and a bong, please don't be on the same highway as me because I want to live. Okay. And I don't play that shit. As someone who loves to have fun, I don't drink anymore. I can't. And that's fine. I never really enjoyed it. But the other stuff known as gummies, I don't do that because if I have to drive, that's not, you're still driving impaired. All right. You have tunnel vision. When you're in that state, you have tunnel. Tomorrow is 420. I am fully aware. All right. But like I said, I have to go somewhere, so I cannot. But you all indulge for me because you cannot drive on tunnel vision. You are still impaired. And so that's why when people say, oh, but a concert is a social event. Yeah. Well, hopefully they took a taxi because I don't want their asses on the road next to me. Going up and down, going at 90 or 100, the highway patrol. I mean, come on. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, I made it home in one piece. I would do it again. It was crazy, though. It was. I, I hadn't done that. You know, I don't think I'd ever done that where it's like, OK, because I like I said, I had no intentions of going to see ministry. And I was like, oh, OK, that's Saturday night. Cool. Go to San Francisco. I'll rock out. And then I think, oh, wait a minute. Oh, shit. I'm going to see the Deftones and Gojira on Monday. Two shot. I, I got to go twice. A lot of gas. But, you know, when, when it's a hybrid, it's different. Um, yeah. But it was it was rocking. I loved it. And so, you know, and it was good. It's good to talk to people when you're in line and when you're getting ready to the show, you know, and just kind of commiserating about things. And to those people from my past who would always ask me, oh, teacher, what did you do over the weekend? Oh, I went to a concert. You know what they said to me? Oh, it must be nice not to have responsibility. 
because I don't have kids and I'm not married. And to that I say, I have responsibilities. I have a responsibility to show up to work, to make my money, to uh, show up for the students, motherfuckers, and also to be an upstanding citizen who obeys the law. Just because I am not married and I don't have kids and I don't live in a white picket fence world of normalcy, I'm fine. I'm fine. And those are haters. Jealous haters. All right? Because I'm able to go out, enjoy myself. I can do what I want. Go to the show. Go here. Go there. Shoot. If I could go to like five concerts in a row in a week, I'd be happy. I would. I mean, that it's a lot of work. You know, and that's why it, you know, it takes money to make money. So in order to have that fun, you have to work, 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 and you got to put a lot away. Okay. So, yeah, it's been fun just talking to you about Gojira, Deftones, and Vows, and just my concert experiences in general. I mean, they're coming up. And like I said, uh, you know, I, I had no intentions if, of going to that many concerts. And so I am as uh, I'm as surprised as you all <laughs> to an extent. So here, here is my list of concerts for 2022. All right. If I can find the wonderful list. Ah. So Tool was in January, Buddy Guy was in March, Ministry was on Saturday, Deftones and Gojiro was on Monday, Behemoth is in May the 13th, Friday the 13th, oh yeah, that's perfect, Joan Jett, Poison, Motley Crue, and Def Leppard in September, okay, and Meshuga in October, and maybe Aftershock. <laughs> also, let's throw some Dave Matthews in there because a friend of the show, James, who I wanted to go see, take, take I wanted to take him to go see Tool, and he couldn't go. Um, wants to see Dave Matthews, so we'll see. We'll see if we can Mariah that up and make it happen. Okay. So as always, unpleasant dreams, rock out. When, when that opportunity comes to go see an artist, go see them. I've said this before. I am kicking myself that I didn't see uh, Foo Fighters. I, I had multiple opportunities to see the Foo Fighters. Multiple. I'm kicking myself that I didn't get to see Motorhead. I love Motorhead. Love Lemmy Kilmeister. Just an amazing sound. So when those opportunities present themselves, go see them. Get the sit, get a sitter for the kids, have grandma do it, but go see them. Because they, you may, you may not live once. You may, I believe in reincarnation. It's all good. All right. I want to come back as an owl. But if you don't believe in reincarnation, especially for your artists and your musicians, and if they only live once, 
then go see them. Take that opportunity and see them. My parents saw Little Richard. Little Richard died in 2020. Little Richard, for me, that's the that's the forefather of rock and roll. Yes, people call Elvis the king. And even Little Richard kind of took offense to that because he was a black man. Because him and, and Chuck Berry were black men and Ike Turner that started rock and roll. Rhythm and blues, and country and blues mixed in. And, it, and at that time, it was a dangerous type of music. And here comes Elvis Presley and Pat, you know, um, what was his name? Pat Boone. And, you know, yeah. So, and they, they took that opportunity. They saw Little Richard. Little Richard, nobody can take that from him. He was the godfather of rock and roll. He was one of the four. I would call him the king. Him and Chuck Berry. Because Little Richard had a rock vocal that people still emulate to this day. Paul McCartney tried to emulate it. Um, let, even Lemmy Kilmeister of Motorhead said, Little Richard was the best rock singer ever. Because that rock vocal, everyone tries to emulate it. Everybody. Men, women, they all try to emulate the Little Richard rock vocal. And the same thing with Chuck Berry. In terms of Chuck Berry's guitar playing, remember the duck walk? This was punk rock before punk rock. Little Richard wrote, wop, bop, ba, bop, bop, bam, boom, and he was cleaning pots and pans. That's a rock and roll story right there. So, and I say that my parents got to see him. So when I, I was at a Buddy Guy concert and I told this couple that was sitting next to me, I said, yeah, my parents saw Little Richard. What? I said, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that that's some brownie points right there when you say they saw one of the architects of rock and roll. All right. So that's why I encourage all of you to see those artists before they're gone. See someone like Buddy Guy before he's gone. I, I, for me, I hope that Buddy Guy lives to be a hundred and just keeps performing and performing and performing. And I, and I always mention him because you don't have the, you don't have rock and roll without the blues. So you got Muddy Waters, you've got John Lee Hooker, you've got Howlin' Wolf, Mama Thor or um, Big Mama Thornton, um, Ro Sister Rosetta Thorpe. These are forefathers of rock and roll. Okay. And look at the Rolling Stones. They named themselves after a Muddy Waters song. And they would always talk about Buddy Guy. So that's that. Go see these artists before you can't anymore. I've, I always wanted to see the Rolling Stones. And now that Charlie Watts is gone, I don't think that's going to happen. Charlie Watts was the heartbeat of the Rolling Stones. I always, I always thought at one point I'd see the Rolling Stones. And yeah, you know, there, of course, we all talk about Mick. And Mick is the lead singer. And Charlie is the heartbeat. But I will say that after listening to Keith Richards' biography, Keith Richards really is the leader of the, Rock, the Rolling Stones. Keith Richards lays it down with that, that guitar, that attitude, that 
look, that persona. Nobody looks like Keith Richards. Nobody. And the mythology of rock. So to bring it back around to the Deftones and Gojira, that's the mythology of rock. That is the future, the mythology. How loud can you go? How rough can you make the vocal? And the drummers, the bass players, the guitarists, everything, the lights, the camera, the action. That's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Good night.